755 is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty. It is on the air now. Welcome back to 755 is real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer for The Athletic. With my co-host Eric O'Flaherty, former Braves reliever. What's up, Eric? What up? There we go, man. The backdrop. Another beautiful oh, day here I in Northport. That. I missed that. It that was that a field looks really nice. Day. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's been a big week, man. First of all, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to open this thing so I can see the, the comments. But what did everybody think of Brandon Gauden? I, I don't, I'm not even sure. I should know how to pronounce his name. The new the new voice of the Braves, play-by-play. Brandon Gauden, I think. Gauden. Um, had his first game today on Bally. And... Everybody I talked to really likes him, thinks he's really good. So I think that was a great hire for them. But I wanted to see what uh, what people are saying out there, what they thought, the people that watched it. I didn't. I I actually, I can watch some of them. I just never know. It's so sporadic what games are on TV. Yeah. You know, if, if they were all on, I'd probably watch quite a few. But yeah. I have to do it through the MLB app. Yeah. He was good uh, at the. Uh, what I've seen all nationally on national games is really good. So just a professional voice, good, good, uh, good guy, real pros, pro, versatile, done a lot of stuff. But now where he's, was he's, he he's, before he's, this? Uh, he started at Georgia Tech doing all their doing all their sports, but he's been on Fox and everything lately. He's done baseball, some football, basketball. He's good. Uh, all right, today this was a this was a chance for Schuster, whose competition with Dylan Dodd is for fifth starters coming down to the wire. Today, Schuster goes up against a Mets lineup that really was is their opening day lineup, except for uh, McNeil and Nemo, where the only guys not in there. So he faced the rest of them and was strong. Six innings, two hits, two runs, two walks, two strikeouts. One of the runs could have been an out. Acuna made a terrific throw from right field, and it just took a bad hop right in front of Darno. Just a hard field and all that, and he couldn't catch it. But it was a hose, man. And otherwise... Just been one run, but uh, he was he was really strong. These guys have kept this up, which I was talking to Charlie, and he was kind of really impressed, and, and Kyle Wright both, uh, by how these guys have continued to pitch the same way, even though all this, the, so much focus is on them now. Yeah. The pressure to win a job, where we've seen guys fold in the past in the last couple of weeks of spring training when they know they got a chance at a job, like Kyle did a couple of, like, yeah. well, it was like three or four springs ago. And uh, these guys are not doing it so far. They're really pitching well. This And this was the, the most he'd even given up today, but it was still a, a solid outing on a day when he really didn't have his slider like he had in those two previous outings. Still pitched well. Yeah, you'll see that a lot with um, with guys that, you know, you come into camp and you have no shot. So it's just like, why the hell not just, you know, fill mm-hmm. up the zone and have a good time here. Let me just show them what I got. And then when it becomes a thing – and you've got something you can mess up, that that's when you start to see them first kind of feel that pressure and and maybe, you know, put a little too much pressure on themselves and fall apart. But it seems like both these guys are they both want it and they're not afraid. Yeah. Uh very poised, very different personalities. Schuster, we just talked to him and he came out kind of a soft spoken guy, kind of shy, but uh mm-hmm. confident. Dylan Dodd's got some swagger to him. He's kind of a little more cocky, that kind of thing. So in a good way. Um, and the two of them are friends and really are really relishing this op- this instead of, you know, instead of it, it getting to them. They're both joking about it and having fun with it and all that. So 
And it helps having a clubhouse. It helps having a clubhouse like they do where guys have made them feel so comfortable. I mean, and that's been a big thing with the Braves the last five, six years, ever since Marcakis was here, actually. Shoot, it was that way when I came over. To make these guys feel really comfortable. And uh, so they're not worried about all the other crap. They're just worried about pitching. And they're going out there, and we're seeing the results of it. So it's been impressive. When we see Dodd go tomorrow against Boston, and they'll play – they're probably their full lineup too because it's down there. It's at Fort Myers in a night game on Friday night as we wind down. So – Night games are nice in spring training. It's nice pitching in night games. Yeah. And it'll be be a little cooler. And that'll be it. I mean, then they'll make their decision. And um, I I don't really know which way it's going to go. You could say Schuster because he's a first-rounder. He's got 28 starts in the high minors compared to 10 for Dodd. But I asked Snit, would either of those be factors in it? And he goes, I don't think so. Because, you know, both of these guys have have shown down here – that they're going to throw strikes and they're not walking anybody and they're and 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 they don't he doesn't think it's really going to affect either one of them. Um, it hasn't down here, so the draft status and 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 number of starts in the high minors really probably isn't going to play into it. I think they're just going to look at the guy that they think and uh, is going to give them the best chance to win starting every fifth day, at least for the beginning of the season. Speaking of fifth starter, another who could be in that role or or another starting role at some point in the not too distant future. If he pitches, if he continues to grow off of yesterday's start, thir- uh, Wednesday start, is Mike Soroka. Michael, Sor- Michael Soroka, I should say, because that's what he's going by now. He was a very encouraging uh, game against the Tigers, man. It was uh, – the line doesn't look great. In and in a third, uh, whatever it was, but uh, gave up a few hits. But if you watched him pitch, you saw he threw uh, three pitches – over fit over uh, 96 or over 95 it was 95.2 95.4 slider was really good he just didn't quite command it but it was sharp it was breaking sharp that's back with his i mean he wasn't topping out much higher than that right. before right maybe I, half a tick higher but yeah and that was yeah when he first i mean i had him at 93 94 92 to 94 i think that's what i remember yeah. being at when when he was locked Right. Yeah. When I mean, he first he came get up, up to ninety five, it might have topped out ninety seven, but that was when he was just kind of chucking it. You know, yeah. Before he I was mean, really learning how to pitch. Yeah. And he looked good, man. And 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 more. I don't know. Probably most importantly, obviously, most important was health. He came out of it fine. Felt good today. But right in the first inning, he has to field a swinging bunt in front of the plate and ran down there, picked it up, boom, no problem. Then he covered third base. He said, I really let it out more, let it let it kind of rip more on that because he sprinted over to cover third on a throw from right, an errant throw. And uh, I watched the replay of it. He ran over there without hesitation and wasn't limping or anything like that. I mean, he just – you wouldn't have known that this yeah. guy – if you didn't know, you wouldn't know by looking at uh, how he pitched and how he ran and all that, that he's had Achilles that's, you know, massive and has been – reconstructed twice well those are the big tests you know that's that's kind of the big test is when the play itself is dictating your effort level and the speed you know it's it's one thing to run sprints in a controlled environment or change directions when you already know you're going to change directions but those instinctual kind of you know stepping on the gas pedal just like jabbing off a foot um kind of coming in on a button it's over there and you got to switch you know the uncontrolled environment is when Yep. You've really tested. And I'm sure, you know, I mean, if he if he did those things and felt good about it, 
it seems to me like he hasn't been he's been pretty confident in it for a long time but yeah it's just game speed is just a time where you really test something that you know you just you can't replicate it yeah he said it wasn't a big deal to him but he knew it would be for fans and everybody to see the you know of course upon yeah. it goes swinging oh yeah goes right i want everybody to see that if i do it <laughs> he said but you i've know? ran he's ran enough in the past yeah. six months well, the past year to know to be confident and he wasn't worried about it at all so but I tell you what else, man. The dude in a pair of cleats, when he's standing on concrete talking to you, he's massive. He <laughs> yeah. is so much bigger than he was when he first came up, and it's yeah. all good weight. He yeah. said, I used to be about 225, 222, 25 at the start of the season, but it was kind of forced mass because he just wanted to get bigger, you know, back yeah. then. Just thought it would be good to get bigger. But I don't like that weight either. Right. I like that he's, man weight that just comes on on its own. He's 245 yeah. now. 6'5", 245, and it looks totally right on him. Yep. His legs are huge. His shoulders are wide. His arms are much bigger. He said, my dad's always thick, and I knew it someday I'd get big like that too, you know, as I got older. Dude, he's he's on a, his presence on the mound. He's a huge guy out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's one thing when you force it, you know, and it's like I'm just going to eat everything in sight. Yeah. And I'm going to hit the bench, and I'm going to hit – I feel like when you – when you gain mass that fast and it's, it's like manufactured in the weight room, it's stiff weight. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't like it, but when it's just like, you know what, you're just becoming a man, you get into your late twenties, early thirties. And you just, because you've been active for so long, your muscle just gets thicker and denser and mm-hmm. you're always just kind of packing on weight real slow, but you're keeping, you know, you're keeping your routine athletic and it's not like, you know, you're just under the squat rack doing sets of 12, 10 sets until you're huge. You know, I think that's bad. But when you put on the mask naturally, it's like you have such a better chance of uh, maintaining fluid movement. That for me, I I always like when guys put that on if it's done in that way. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a really uh, encouraging sign and something for the brace to look forward to. Because, I mean, so he starts basically starts his spring training now as far as build up. So you figure five starts. I mean, when they need him, there's a chance he could be ready in a little over a month or so. They're not going to rush him. Who cares if it's rush. May or June? If you get him and he's anything close to what he was. Yeah. yeah he was good yesterday, man. It was, I know. It was legit good. It was legit. So, yeah. That's a big development for them because you got it's, Ian Anderson's going to go down. He's down. He's going to be down AAA. You're going to have, you're going to have, uh, uh, elders going down. Bryce Elders down there. I mean, guys that are already proven. You're going to have one of these kids that doesn't get the job, has pitched his ass off this spring. You're going to have, you're going, to go options, eight, yeah. you're going to go eight, nine deep in yeah. your rotation. So there's Double not going to be a, be a problem. Right. There's not going to be a point this year where you're thrusting a guy into that, into a major league start, crossing your fingers going, I hope to God he's ready. I mean, yeah. you know, these guys are all ready. So that's going to help. And it should help the bullpen too, because uh, we've seen the bullpen um, really get kind of worn out early. It got worn out and, yesterday, didn't it? Yeah, and like last year, man, they had to carry a huge load early in the season, which they did. But we've seen the bullpen kind of frazzled towards the end of the last couple seasons, too, because of that heavy load they had early. So if you can get starters going, you know, five, six innings, seven occasionally early on instead of three, four like they did in the short – after the short spring last year, you know, in the year before where you were, you know, getting some spot starts here and there, could really make a difference in that bullpen, which – is going to help because you had your first big bullpen injury today. 
and it was it's not what you want to see. Ross Iglesias, the closer, goes is going to start the season on the IL with shoulder inflammation. Um, I guess the good news is that they did an MRI. It's completely structurally sound. It's only mild inflammation in the muscle, and they think that uh, not throwing for seven days, they think, they hope, will pretty much get it alleviated. I'm sure he's taking anti-inflammatories as well. Or um, shot or something, yeah. But if he only has to if he only has to not throw for seven days, you would think it wouldn't he might not be out that long. Yeah, no. I mean if if you don't throw for seven days, but you've been built up as a reliever, it's like you play catch for two, and you yeah. throw a bullpen, and then alive, and it's like it, it, as far along as he is in his career. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, sometimes when it's a young guy, you're like, all right, we want to send you on assignment, make sure you still got it. But right. a guy like that's probably tell him what he needs, you know. And when it was mine, I was like, I want one game. And I don't even right. need a game, but I want one game to to make you happy. And then I'm, you know, throw me out there and I'm good. If I get a couple bullpens, I'll go pitch. But I mean, so yeah, he shouldn't be too long. I would think best case scenario, he might be ready days, soon yeah. after the 15 day IL. He might not take yeah. much longer than that. Maybe two or three weeks tops. If yeah. he's if if there's no setbacks and all that. But in the meantime, you know, this is a bullpen that's better equipped to handle it than most teams. I mean, because you got so many guys with closing experience. The obvious guy even though he doesn't have as much closing experience as others, is AJ Mentor the way he's pitched yeah. the last year? I mean, that's the guy that I think we'll go to on the on, on yeah. with a bulk for me. Of that's his. like that's a no brainer, right? Even though you've got an all star former closer, Yates isn't nearly what he was then. He's still trying to get back to somewhat near that condition, near that form, but that's not what he is right now. He's not what he was. Uh, Jimenez, if he can get back to where he was for most of last season with the Tigers, there's another option. But he's had a rough spring, too. He, I mean, a couple of bad outings. So, you know, right now where they are, I think it's uh, it's A.J. And then, like Snit kind of indicated, you could also go matchups, depending on how A.J. is and all that and uh, where he is. <laughs> A.J.'s getting the ball for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, so, uh, we're giving him – he's getting at least two blown saves before we even talk about, you know, changing the, the roles yeah. up at all. Okay, yeah, just for me, he's earned that. And with that spot, with that spot, that bullpen opening, I think it, it to me, you got to go Nick Anderson because he only got sent down because he has options and they could still use some more time to keep building him up. But yeah. he looked good this spring. And there's a yeah. guy with a ton of experience and high level. He's leverage not going to panic. He's not going to, he's not going to be overwhelmed. You know, you could put him in a lot of different spots. I, I like that. In high leverage spots. So, to me, it's got to be him. I mean, they could go Tonkin if you're trying to protect him. But I don't think the bullpen is a spot where you can really do that. Um, where you got to clearly – a guy's clearly better. And and and, and you're going to need high leverage guys. Mm-hmm. Nick Anderson might make a difference in some game. Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. Which is different than the shortstop spot. Because there, you got two kids, one who is not great defensively yet, Vaughn Grissom, who I thought was going to win the job, but he's not great defensively shortstop yet. He's serviceable. And you got another who his numbers are anemic offensively in the minors. Now, he looked, Shoemaker looked really good this spring, made some swing adjustments, but I don't really think you can be confident on 35 ABs in spring training, most of those against minor leaguers early in camp, and say, He's going to carry that forward to a 500 at bats during a season. So, has he? Will he uh, be able to transfer that to the majors? We hope so. But the Braves didn't know that for sure 
And in the meantime, here's what went into the decision, because I was as stunned as everybody. We all were because we had been led to believe by Snitker and everybody else that it had come down to Grissom versus Shoemake. After starting out the spring and all winter, they said it was going to be Grissom or Arcia. But Shoemake emerged early on, hit really well, showed the swing adjustments I was talking about, and he's really strong defensively. So it's just a matter of is he back from the knee, and he was. So he kind of, the way Snitker, during, as camp went on, made it out to be a two-man race between those two instead of Arcia and Grissom. So when they announced their optioning both of those guys down on Monday, I think it was, we're like, so who's going to play short? Arcia, okay. <laughs> All right, well, that was initially what you said, Arcia or Grissom. But here's what I I wasn't thinking about and nobody else was thinking about when it would what, when that decision would come down to. Now, people can accept this or not, but it makes perfect sense if you give it, if you look at it from their perspective. I know nobody thinks uh, Adrianza is a sexy player, but you can't have all sexy players, and you got to have a multi-purpose, and, and he's better than most utility guys in that he can play legitimately play infield and outfield. He can play yeah. almost every position on the field. He may, he won the he helped win the Braves some games in twenty one. People forget he made some plays, got some big hits. He got I mean, some big a, knocks. I remember. It's that. a good player, man. It's a good yeah. player. Well, if you keep Vaughn Grissom or Shoemake in that job, shortstop, it means Arcia goes to utility. They're not going to keep two utility infielders and one outfielder. They're not going to do that with their outfield situation. They might end up even being in platoon in left field. They don't know yet, but they're not going to do that. They wanted to have a utility guy, especially one that can play infield and outfield, Adrianza. If you if you kept Grissom or Shoemake, Arcia is your utility guy, you lose Adrianza because he's on a minor league deal like Pilar is that can opt out because of their veteran status. They're going to opt out if that was the case because there's going to be teams that can, that can guarantee them more playing time and put them on the major league roster. At this time, uh, spring yeah. training happens if every If anybody year. offers you a major league deal. Yeah. Like, every year it happens, life. though. You look for utility guys like that. The Braves yeah. have done it several times. They picked yep. up Flaherty that time at the end of spring training. He yep. ended up starting at third base for a while until uh, until uh, whoever was uh, – uh, what was that? That was the year uh, – I don't know what the hell it was, but he, was, he played third base. Uh, they had Tucker played right field until they brought Acuna up when they were manipulating his service, service time. So, I mean, they've had guys that have filled holes like that early in the season. With Adrianza, they didn't want to just lose him not that he's like a, a guy that you cannot absolutely can't let go, but they're like, okay, do we have to lose him right now though? In order to have Grissom or Shoemake over Arcia, do we know that either of those guys is going to be even as good as Arcia? No, much less better. So why lose him right now when you can yeah. just simply option those guys down? I mean, if 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 Grissom was clearly a strong defensive shortstop. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, if they, they would have had to blow their socks off, and neither one of them did, right. it looks like. And he did. He hit like crazy this spring, but it was 371, but it was like three extra base hits. It was mostly singles. I mean, you can't just go on batting average from spring training. You got to look at the big picture, who he oh, faced, man. all that. But he did. <laughs> Lily Bloomquist used to hit 400 every spring training. And every year he's like that talking eight. about his adjustments. It's like, just slap it to Somebody right. always puts up great stats in spring. And in this case, yeah. It wasn't great stats because, it, like I said, it's not a lot of extra base hits or anything. And in Shoemake's case, God bless him if those if those swing adjustments work. And and he, but they'd like to see it, yeah, a little more down in Triple A 
Meantime, they also want him to get experience at second base because he hasn't played that position much. He's really good at shortstop. He's a good shortstop. But I'm watching Arcia play yesterday at uh, against the Tigers. Even as good as Shoemake is in good range, Arcia still looks smoother out there. I mean, that dude can play. He's a good yeah. player. Yeah. So basically, what hey, he's a, you know, he's also a gamer too. For for me, when he yeah. gets at bats in big situations, I yeah, I feel he has some big hits for them. Yeah, he's had some big and hits. With big hits. It was sporadic playing time. You know, yeah. like sitting on the bench for two weeks and come up and get a walk off double. Yeah. So anyway, basically, what 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 it comes down to is okay. Yeah, if you're going to lose Adrianza, do you have to lose him now in order to keep one of those kids up here when you can just put Arcia there? They just don't think that one of those kids is going to be give them a better chance to win losing Adrianza and having one of those kids at short, then they do have an RCA play short and you get well, to keep your depth. And if you have an injury, people also forget last year, they used six second basemen. How are we going to soon forget the, the, the incredible Cano era, Robinson Cano. He played second base for them for a while last year. I Goslin, forgot about that. Goslin played second base for them last year. They don't want to be in that situation again where they're putting guys out there who just are not do not belong out there on a regular ba- on a on a daily basis. Well, there there's a timing to those moves too, you know, like if you wait for everybody to fill up and you get the guy through spring training yeah. and then you put him in a position right. where you're going to send him down or he might have to clear waivers or whatever. Right. Everybody's got the people they want and so everything's yeah. full. And the yeah. guy, but when you do it at the end of spring training, you give teams a choice, and they're like, "Well, we'd have, rather have you." Absolutely. But once they've Absolutely. made the commitment and put somebody on the roster and burn, you know, start burning options and doing all this stuff, there's like this logjam of teams. They want you, but they can't manipulate anything to make space for you, so they they can't grab you. Now you're in AAA, and we still got you. We didn't lose you. Yeah. The other guys, you just send down. They don't have any say. You know, right. the guys with options, minor league, you know, guys with not a lot of service time in your 40, man. It's like, hey, you're going to AAA, and they just have to go pack. There's no, you know, do you want to yeah. go to this team because they'll put you on the major league roster. And that's another one of those things I can't really expect everyone to think about or understand the, uh, how the options work and anything. But at the end of camp, there are several teams always at the ready to pluck guys off waivers that are put through waivers or that opt out of contracts. The Braves used to do it all the time when they were rebuilding. That happens they, every spring. It's like right. you go through all of spring. Especially and rebuilding teams. Everybody that thinks veterans. they know who's everybody's like, I know who's on the team. I'm on the team. This guy's got yeah. an apartment. And then all of a sudden it's like Chris Resop, here he comes. He's on the yeah. squad, boys, and he'll be here tomorrow. And so and so's going down to Triple A thought they're on the team. But we'll right. find a guy that throws ninety six and we're gonna give him a try. And rebuilding teams are teams that have a lot of young players that want to have a veteran guy or anything. A guy with good character that's a veteran that's yep. been around, a guy like Adrianza, a guy like Pilar who's on a minor league deal. If if Pilar doesn't make this team, it, he will not be out there for a day before somebody takes him. No. He's looked good this spring, too. I don't know what the numbers say, but he's looked good. He's in good shape. He's hurt. He's not hurt. And he's even has been injured the last couple of years off and on, but he looks good. So, you know, those are just the things that I'm just saying. Those are the things that Alex thinks about because he is obsessed with having depth because he's had too many times where he's been scrambling to yep. fill it and had to put somebody out there that was just in over his skis. And he doesn't want to be in that spot if he doesn't have to. And he didn't have to. And people say, like, you know, oh, you got to let the kids play. They earned it. The kids are not going to go down to AAA and hang their head and go, 
that sucks, man. I earned that spot. They understand, man. They're going to go down <laughs> well, and keep might, playing but hard. They still are going to go down there right. and play hard. <laughs> play their ass off so they get called up. And like you said, yeah. it's a lot easier to send Adrianza if he falls on his face or if Arcia gets hurt or whatever. It's a lot a easier. A week into the season, you just send them down. It's when like, teams are all set, their 40-man rosters are yeah. set. They're not going to drop somebody to then pick up Adrianza. Right now, they're ready. A lot of teams aren't that would do that right now. So, anyway. Yeah. It's not – it's just people just act like it's such a dramatic move and that it's set in concrete. This could change in two weeks. Yeah. We could and have you – know, 15 there's so days many into guys the season. That, there's so many guys that are on minor league deals that are going to make a team that if someone like Adrianza comes along and it's like, well, we like him a little better, before we guarantee this guy that's on a minor league deal his million for the year, two million, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever small deal he signed – before we guarantee him that, we can pluck Adrianza and pay him whatever he's going to get. We like him better. But once you guarantee the other guy money, you're not going to cut him now and just right. burn 1.5. Right. So it's like that that situation comes up where it's so much easier to slide a guy down to AAA and manipulate everything after rosters are full and those type of decisions are made where teams would have to burn money to, to take him versus before springs up, you can throw this guy away that's on the minor league deal. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, we were going to take you, but – Look what we got now, you know. Good luck and good luck on waivers or wherever you wind up. Yeah, and the only outfielders they had that really are in a situation where they need to keep or lose are Hilliard, who's out of options. He'll make the team. I'm, if he doesn't, I'll be surprised. And 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 like we said, Pilar, who's on a minor league deal. The other guys, you're just able to option them, so it's no big yeah. deal. You can, you don't lose that depth with Eli White, right. who had a really good spring. Nobody's saying I'm because they're not attached to Eli White like they are Vaughn Grissom, you know. The handsome shortstop who was up last year, the great personality. Eli White had a great spring. Yeah. He got optioned for the same situation, you know, because you can. Options are a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have no leverage while you have so, while you have options. It's so nice every time you burn one of those things. And, you know, you're getting closer to having just that little bit of leverage or that little bit of, you know, value to where the team can't just jerk you around anymore. But until you go up and down enough, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you can come into spring training hit four fifty five, and you're yeah. out of options, or you have options, and the guy that's out of options hit two ten. But we see something we like in him; he might be good. We don't want to lose him. You're going AAA, and you can go hit four hundred down AAA, and he's going to get to hit two ten in the big leagues for a month until they make that decision that he's not worth it. Right, right. So anyway, if it was only if it, the GM's job would be very easy if it was a matter of stacking spring training stats up against each other and simply choosing the guys that had the best spring trainings. That is not the way it works, though. I mean, if it's sure, if it's a head-to-head battle between two guys who all things are equal, I mean, they both have options. They can send out like it is with uh, Dodd and Schuster. Yeah, you can look at spring training results, who they face and all that, and go based on spring training. But these other guys, it's not like that. There's all kinds of factors contributing to this. And 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 it should they people I would think they would want their GM to make sure that he's got all his bases covered and not just making decisions based on emotions and what fans want and all that. But instead he's looking at the big picture. Maybe he doesn't even have to use that depth at all. And and if that's the case, then okay, then then people can say, see, we didn't even need Adrian Zar. You got rid but what if you do need to use that depth? What if you do have Arcia gets hurt or whatever? Then you didn't lose Adrianza. You can bring up Grissom or Shoemake. You know, it just worked. It's just yep. you didn't have to lose it. And neither of those guys looks like, you know, Dansby Swanson right now. 
you know, right. or Dansby, and even Dansby didn't look like Dansby his first year up here, but the Braves were rebuilding at that time. So the job was his. Yeah, it's a it. little different when you're trying to win a World Series. I mean, but if when you talk about spring training performance, if you watch, how many 2-0 sliders do you see in spring training? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like if you, you know, I mean, you just, you wind up, get, it's it, it, the only thing spring training numbers have ever taught me is who can really barrel up a fastball. You yeah. know, and it, you don't, even if you, if you come up top nine, bottom nine, whatever, tie game in spring training, you don't get pitched like it's a walk-off situation. Runner on first, all this stuff, like the guy just gets his work in. And then by that point, you're facing a guy in from double A and the catcher doesn't even know what he throws. So it's like he doesn't know <laughs> what he can throw for a strike 2-0. So guess what you're getting? A fastball. And so it's, you know, it's just the situational type of pitching just doesn't really happen in spring training as much. And it just shows you, you know, who's seeing the ball well and can hit a fastball. But it doesn't tell you what they're going to do during the regular season because you're going to get such a different, uh, you know, attack from the pitchers. Well, if they do what they've done in spring training during the regular season, then Matt Olson is going to win MVP. <laughs> that dude is yeah. raking. Yeah. He, he hit his seventh home run today, and it was in like his 35th at bat of spring training. Or 34th at bat. I think he'll have bat. a big year. 34th at bat. He looks so relaxed. Yeah. I mean, and last year he handled everything so great, you know, because personality and all that. But he's not a real outgoing extroverted guy. So it takes a while to get, you know, really comfortable with your teammates and all that. Plus all this stuff. We've talked about all the pressures of playing at home, all the interview requests he was doing every day in a short spring and going home, all the TVs and everybody want to interview you because he only had three weeks down at camp. So seven weeks here, these guys have really had time to be around each other and he's comfortable now anyway. Got his house in Atlanta and all that. And he just looks like a he just looks relaxed, man. He's just out there bombing. He's at yeah. 450 or something. He's got seven bombs. He's leading the majors in homers and RBIs. And he's only playing, you know, about half the time. He didn't even make yeah. road trips. So yeah, it looks that, good. That, that second year with the team and you show up and you just gotta high five everybody instead of, you know, prove yourself and get and get to know them and and all the 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 media distraction too of you're doing so many more interviews and so much more stuff, replacing Freddie. Like the second year you show up and it's like just time to play baseball. That yeah. I think he's gonna have a good year. Guys, let's take a quick break and then we'll finish up the show. I'm just looking at the comments again. It's like it doesn't matter how many times you explain it, because if people want to hear something, they're gonna hear it the way they, or if they look at it the way they want to look at it, that's that's it. I'm not, nobody is saying that Adrianza is an all-star and that it would be the worst thing in the world to lose him. What they're saying is why lose him if you don't have to based on keeping Shoemake or Grissom? You're not keeping yeah. a stud that you know is better than Arcia right now. So you're making it, you're going basing Shoemake off. Look at Shoemake's stats in AA and tell me, that's a guy you're confident is going to be able to hit major league pitching when they're running those studs out there every day. Not minor league, not uh, spring training pitching, major league pitching. That's a guy that slugged under 400 in the in the in double A, triple A. I mean, those are some pretty bad offensive stats. I hope he's turned a corner, and he may have, but you can't base that on spring training stats. And in the case of Grissom, I love that dude. I think he's got great hand. Uh, Bat-to-ball skills, I think he's going to be a really good hitter. But he's still learning the shortstop position. 
I asked Wash about it yesterday. Wash has said it himself. And this is Wash has spent half the winter working with this guy. And Wash understands why the decision was made. And Wash said, RC is a pro, man. They know what they're going to get from him out there. So Grissom goes down and keeps working at AAA for a while. And you can bring him up any time. But if you don't, we just talked about how you're going to lose. You're going to lose some of your depth right now if you go that way. When you don't have to. It's not like Grissom or Shoemaker is going to help you win a bunch of games in the first three or four weeks of the season over Arcia. That's not going to happen. It's just not. So why lose Adrian's if you don't have to? I'm not saying he's a great player. I'm saying he's a really competent utility guy that if you lose him, you don't have him. And you're going to have to have somebody in that role. Anyway. I, I don't know how you uh... – I don't, you do a good job engaging and responding to people, but I don't know how you keep it up all year long because there's like so much shit that, you know, yeah. like right now you just you just spend this time explaining it, and the next comments just you know. Well, and they think you're a, you're a shill for, for 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 making those comments. And I'm like, it was explained to me. I talked to the coach. I talked to Wash yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I'm just telling you what their decision, and it makes sense. Was I yeah. stunned at the decision Monday? Yes. Because I hadn't even thought about the prospect of <laughs> yeah. losing depth and why would you lose depth yeah. if you don't have to. And you, you can make, you know, I wasn't thinking of it in those terms. And Snit himself has said, we're going to take one of them. So when Snit says we're going to take one of them, that's what you're expecting is going to happen. Yeah. Well, ultimately, I came down to the team, the team talked about it. And Snit is just one voice in that room. It's a powerful voice, but there's other ones too. And when I Alex was, explained to them, I'm sure the, they said, yeah, that does make sense. Why would we want to lose him right now? They all like Adrian's, by the way. They have a lot more appreciation for the player than fans do. The coaches like him. I mean, they re-signed the guy for a reason. But what were you saying? Oh, I was just – I was really curious if if anybody, any of the coaches or, you know, Snit had commented on where they thought uh, Grissom was at defensively. Strides really, really progressed with the work he did in, in, in the offseason, but still doesn't have great range over there and uh, still can learn a lot by, by playing it every day in AAA. Yeah, yeah. Because he just hadn't played it that much, you know? He just hadn't played it. And, and Shoemaker, same way, hadn't played much second base. They'd really like both those guys to have the versatility to be able to use them at either because it makes them a lot more valuable. So Grissom is going to play – mostly shortstop at AAA. Shoemaker's going to play mostly second base because he hasn't played that position much. He's Shoemaker, and they, he's already – Well, and they can't both play it, so somebody's got to right. go over second base. And Shoemaker is already probably a plus defender at shortstop, even by big league standards. So there's really – that's the way – So his bat's the question, huh? Bat's the only question with Shoemaker. So, anyway. Um, I, I would have said till today they were really doing well health-wise, but, uh, you know, the Iglesias, that, that's – that's that's a pretty significant potential move. Now, if he's back in two or three weeks, it's no big deal. We forget about this in a month. But if he's if it's something that lingers, which they're pretty convinced it's not. I mean, they did the MRI right away. Said he came in yesterday and was throwing and just felt something, and so they did an MRI and it showed that. But apparently, it's it not just showed inflammation. Been, yeah, mild. They said mild, and it's in the muscle. The muscle, not. I guess that's better than ligament or something. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody responds so much. Like you could have you could have the same thing and put it in five guys' shoulder, and one guy's just like doesn't feel a thing, and one guy's in agony. You know, so it's it's so hard to gauge any injury uh, or yeah. what anybody's feeling. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's like these things pop up, 
And as a player, you're like, yeah, it's a little uncomfortable and you just kind of throw through it and then it just goes away. You know, a lot of things just go away or you rest and it just goes away. Sometimes you'll have this thing and you do the MRI and that nothing really shows up and it nags you the whole year. I had a groin injury that nagged me for an entire season. MRI showed nothing. It was like any, if I ever took an awkward step, sharp pain up <laughs> uh-huh. in my hip and it was uh-huh. like, the MRI says there's nothing there. And I'm like, well, fuck, it hurts every, you know, and <laughs> I pitched the whole season with it and that nothing, you know, and if, if, if I had just gone by the pain, I would have missed a lot of the year, but you know, there's a lot of things you can kind of like, once they're warmed up, you're good. But you know, the game's really shifted to where teams are like, all right, before this turns into a thing, especially, I mean, yeah. if you think about how valuable Iglesias is to this team, I mean, he yeah. dealt last year he was he was a game changer and he's so consistent makes pitches i always feel good when he's on the mound these are the type of things now that teams are like we're not just gonna shoot you up or give you some anti-inflammatories and tell you to take a day off let's see if we can get this completely out and and get you to a point where you're ready to pitch the whole season and it's it's not a lingering thing that bothers you the whole year because you're pitching through it yeah, I mean, they could just rest him for the rest of spring training and hope he's ready, you know, in the first week of camp. But they're going to ten years ago, hundred mm-hmm. percent. It'd just be like, here's some Volterran, take it easy, you know, throw a bullpen. We're not going to tell the media, you know, if they ask why you're not pitching, just say you got some work in on the backfields, and we're going to try to have you ready for opening day. But now, you know, it, it, the the mindset's kind of changed, where it's like, why push him and have it turn into something when it's so minor? We can just miss him for a week yeah. of the season, and then you know, maybe have him the whole year. Did you uh, speaking of man? It's it, it's it's a shame. You get down to the final days of spring training and you've avoided major injuries or whatever, and then you see the guys start to go down. You're like, okay, that's when spring training. That's when you say, I wish it wasn't seven weeks. Reese Hoskins today with the Phillies. What happened? Bad left knee injury. Bad. It looks bad. Uh. He was carted. He had to be carted off the field, and he was in serious pain. So I mean, you take talk about taking a hit, man. God, he was big. He had some big homers for the Phillies in the playoffs last year. Oh, he sure did against the Braves. So, no word yet on what it is, but it, it, it's obviously bad. Um, but shit you got to deal with, you know? I mean, look at the Mets. They're going to lose Diaz for the whole year. That is, I mean, that. Devastating. That changes Devastating. everything. Yeah. Best reliever in baseball, arguably. I, I, I mean, you, I, you, you tell me I can have any closer in the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean he 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 had something like 17 and a half strikeouts per nine for most of the year last year. Yeah. It was like you bring him in, he's striking out too. Meaning you gotta hit a homer because if you get one single, like yeah. Oh, you're yeah. not doing anything. That guy's still gonna be standing at first base when you get your next hit. By the way, uh, yeah. Iglesias, I think, had the best overall stats of any reliever after the trade deadline. Oh, he was filthy. Yeah. And yeah. it just it was kind of he kind of does it in a there's not he's not a lot of fist pumping and and he's not he's not throwing 102 you know he's right. throwing 96 but he's putting it wherever he wants yeah. with good off speed he's got balls you know he's just like kind of the pro just yeah. a just a pro reliever that comes in and gets the job done. Speaking of guys who just get the job done, don't make much noise. Dylan Lee has quietly put together a great spring. Man, he hasn't given up a run like seven appearances. He just goes out and does it yeah. again and again. Uh, I was talking to uh, uh, Colin McHugh this morning about him. And Colin said, yeah, last year, about midway through the year, or, or before that even, earlier in the season, once he got on a roll, he could see him. He's uh, catch partners with him. 
And he said, once he got on the road, you could see the confidence building and all that. And I'm, he said, he's catch partners with him now. And he said, he's so consistent. You could even see it just playing catch. It's just boom, boom, boom. It's the same. Every throw. So it doesn't surprise me at all what he does. But yeah, it's just the velocity thing. You know, I mean, he could throw the exact same pitches up there. And if the gun just said 99 mm-hmm. and he, maybe he got like a neck tat and started fist pumping, right. <laughs> you know, right. it's like all of a sudden he's a big deal. But the, whenever you're just, you know, making pitches and you throw 92, 93, it's, it's really easy to fly under the radar. But a lot of times that's nice. You know, it's nice to be in that position and, yeah. The numbers, the thing is, when you go to arbitration or you go to free agency, the numbers are what gets you paid. It's not hype. It's not, Teams look at yeah. it and they're like, fuck this guy five years in a row threw 70 innings out of the pen and, and did this and this and you know 25 holds, never really blows games. You can use him in a lot of situations. Everybody wants you, you know, whether you have flair or not. And he seems like a guy that you know just knows what he's doing and gets it done. And it's a guy that was released – by the Marlins at the end of spring train a couple of years ago, living in his RV. <laughs> and he has yep. really taken off with the Braves, putting together a nice little career start of here. Well, it's like, that's what, sh- that shows you what confidence can do for you too. You know, going to an organization and get a treat a certain way and then just getting off on the right foot, I think is a huge deal. You know, like when I got, when I came over to the Braves on waivers, um, my first game, the wind was blowing in. Matt Stairs hit a, f- fucking bomb off me. I mean, he crushed a ball to left center. Uh, it was my first Braves game and I'd gotten I'd gotten destroyed in the Seattle the year before. And so my confidence was already, you know, teetering. <laughs> like this could go either way. You know, I had a yeah. good spring, but if I get blown out, like it's nothing matters until you do it in the big leagues. You know, spring training doesn't count. I made the team first game I come right. in, I have like a seven or eight pitch battle with Matt Stairs. I think we were up by one <laughs> or two. There's some runners on and he destroys a ball in Philly. Left center, and the wind just happens to be blowing in, and Schaefer catches it at the track. If that ball goes over the fence, I'm just right back to where I was in Seattle. Like I still fucking yeah. suck. Yeah. You know, it's like the fans hate you. Here we go again, and everything like that. I, I always think of how much of a career can hinge on just one moment like that for building your confidence and coming over for Dylan. You know, and just getting off to that good start here. You know, he might ride yeah. it into a ten year career. You know, from where he was at with the Marlins when he got released. Um, just before we go here, dude, the, uh, the WBC, man, the atmosphere was just off the charts. It was like a freaking world series game for both for the Latin games with, uh, like the rivalry games, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Dominican, when those teams played Miami, it was like, like sound like a world series. Yep. Then for that Japan USA game, same thing. And even out in Arizona, like the Mexico played. Yeah, they were expecting like fifteen, twenty thousand in Arizona, and they've got and they sold out. Yeah, they said they didn't have enough people working because they weren't yeah. expecting it. So it's like a lot of us, you know, we've been kind of torn or, or reluctant to kind of get on board with the WBC. But man, I think it's settled after that one. It was just too, it's too good. It's too much it's good, too good about it. To I mean, obviously, it just doesn't work great timing wise. But there's no answer to that. You can't make it work great. Somebody said, "Why don't you have it after the World Series in December?" Because nobody would play. No, the no guys are too worn out then. Yeah, yeah, nobody's going to keep playing after their season's over. So their only answer, I mean, you can you can't have it during the middle of the season unless you. That's take what a, soccer does. Right, soccer, to, the World Cup's middle of the season. You'd have to take a long break, but soccer's done that for so long, you know. Yeah. 
baseball, the season already stretches for six months. You can't do that unless you <laughs> yeah. cut. So, so it doesn't work any other way. So the only negatives at all were the injuries, obviously. That's it. Other than that, yeah. it's, it's just tremendous for baseball. I mean, to be able to watch a game in March, to watch that. That matters. That, yeah. Yeah. Otani and Trout, that matchup at the end, or that, or, or that Puerto Rico-Dominican game. There were so many That's comebacks and big hits. You know, one of the things that adds, for me, that adds the most value to it, that it's one game. Win or go home. I mean, you just yeah. jump straight into it after the pool play. Right, if yeah. If you lose, you're going can home. Get a little, yeah, some of the matchups in the pool play got a little bit. Eh. Great Britain versus USA. Right. Like, All right. Well, right. Right. They got they got a twelve year old start and then he's throwing eighty six left handed. <laughs> I, I don't when need to watch this one. But. When Canada ran that poor nineteen year old baby face. Yeah, that's the one there. I'm talking oh about. Like, it, okay, that was brutal. Yeah, um, but yeah, the atmosphere in both in two ballparks that do not have good atmosphere these days because teams have sucked. Although they're getting a little better in Diamond, but Arizona, but still, this the atmosphere in Miami. I mean, that's what it'll be like if they ever get back to the World Series, but they haven't since they've been in that ballpark. And, oh, my God, it was – that place was to, – to think what it's like when we play there in a regular season game, and it's like you can hear all the – anything because it's, it's so empty that if somebody yells, you can hear them. It was a. It was just off the charts, the energy in that place. Shit, the, the, normally, if you just hear the club music, you know, yeah. it's like – that's yeah. all you hear the whole game. It's just reverberating the, the dance off the music. metal roof and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the then there's the other noises, and then there's like some random fan. Like it's just a good bunch of different noises, you know, annoying noises. But and, and once the players to a man, it seems like everybody that's played in the thing they says met, they it's unbelievable. Yeah. Everybody that they, plays in it. Trout they wouldn't said, all say I'm that a, either. Like, yeah. Trout said, "I'm committed. I'm in for three years," yeah. and he has nothing to gain by saying that. Mm-mm. You know. You know what the comment you'd get was is oh it's you know this is a lot of fun it's uh, really enjoyed representing my country and then just like see you guys right you get that once I'm done but yeah yeah but when everybody like every guy is saying this is that's one of the best games I've ever played like that's the biggest home run I've ever hit when guys start saying that stuff said that they're not saying that you don't take it that far just to sell a product or or say the right thing bigger than the World Series was uh, home run did he hit you know. Yeah. I was talking to Leland yesterday. He managed the one in 2017 when they won it, and he was just like, oh, our guys were so bought in. They were so, they were so pumped up for that thing. So I think you have yeah. to be there on the team to really get it. But uh, obviously we saw the atmosphere from afar. But the players, though, they're all – none of them come away from it going, yeah, now I'm worn out before the season starts. No. <laughs> yeah, no, they're like, I'm and coming Trout next time. Trout was busting ass. Did you see Trout try to beat out that double? Or he did beat yep, out that double. He did, yeah. I mean, here it's March, and he is like hauling ass. That was like that ball in shallow right field. Yeah, but it was like and something Otani, like Otani how many that, viewers they got from Japan was. Oh yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it was like ninety percent of the country was watching the game. Yeah, they, the, something the percentage insane. of TVs that were on, or percentage of people watching, and down like in Puerto Rico when they play, the percentage of people that were watching was like some like sixty percent of the island was watching, something like that yeah. of all the people. Yeah. Yeah. And Otani on that ground what ball. A joke. That dude He's so fast. Can fly. He he can fly. He's six five. He threw a hundred and two in March, middle of March. He hit the longest ball, the hardest ball in the tournament. He, he's, he's I mean, 
I was kind. Of, I was kind of uh, hesitant to to get on board. The Otani's the best player bandwagon, but it's kind of hard. I just didn't. I thought by now he was going to have to go with one or the other. He was going to realize you can't do both. I, that's kind of the boat I've been into. You know, is not not wanting to give him credit for what he's capable of, but not wanting to give it, not admit it's real. Like you yeah. know, I don't want to say like this guy's really going to do this. I keep waiting yeah. for ah, uh, you know, his craft's not going to be that good at pitching, or he's going to get hurt. Or he's not gonna be able to hit and do both. And then I watched that slider he threw to Trout oh to strike God. him out. That oh was filthy. It's not like he's just getting by throwing a hundred and on a oh. like the dude's learning how to pitch. Yeah, it's it's just crazy, man. You should that, that he's able to do that is crazy. You know what other aspect of that without that getting tournament? all the days off between starts and all that? No, it's stupid. Just, like seeing him jog down to seeing him jog down to the bullpen, and it, you yeah. know he's just, like between at bats. Let me go warm yeah. up. That's little kid shit. <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to be able to do that. That's Little League. Yeah. I mean, that's what I did in Little League. You know, it's like go throw yeah, a few exactly. and then you're on deck. Like, let me jog back. He's, He's jogging treating back the major and leagues the just like the biggest studs treated Little League. <laughs> yeah. He's like yeah, Kelly that's, that's League in the so, major leagues, man. It's so hard to admit that <laughs> that he's actually doing it. He's the Japanese Kelly League <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the big I'm league sure level. He'd probably be a good outfielder. Oh, he could do anything. Kidding me? By the way, you see Acuna's throw today? I missed I, it. I already said that. I already said that. It was a hose. It was, it, it, it was a hell of a throw. I'll he's moving. He's hell moving different this year. He's moving great. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah. He's not hitting much yet, but uh, you know, all you'd want us to be is for him to be healthy. You know, he'll hit. You know, he'll yeah. Hit. He, he seems to me like he's another one of those guys that can fall into a bad habit. And it's like, oh shit, you know, he's hitting 150 the last two weeks. And then it's just the, it makes the right adjustment. And yeah. there's nowhere to go. And he hits 350 with 10 homers in a week. And it's like, no, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. he's so talented that he's always, he's always like, you know, right around the corner from a crazy hot streak. So if he has a bad spring, I don't care. Yeah. As long as he's healthy, that's all that matters. Yeah. And he's running, yeah. looks good. Yeah. It was a hell of a throw, though. <laughs> He's like Kimbrel, like I used to say with Kimbrel. So we just got to get him to the park. <laughs> if he can just yeah. navigate traffic, we're good to go. If he can just make it to the field, he's going to yeah. do well. All right. Well, uh, what, six games left, I think it is, including a split squad Saturday. Dude, they're playing a split squad. Both games are against the Twins. I don't think I've seen that before. They're playing the Twins here and there at the same time. Is that just the closest park? Well, it's Fort Myers, so yeah, it's only an hour away. But I haven't seen a split squad against the same team before. Yeah, that's weird. Uh-huh. It's always different teams. Yep. So that's uh, split squad Saturday, and uh, that's going to, and then Charlie's going to pitch again. Schedule uh, dude Charlie. just said, "Screw it." Not, not <laughs> it's like, yeah, the schedule guy was just like, "I don't fucking know." Here, just play each other at different stadiums. We'll get so you. So Roca innings. is going to pitch again before we leave here. I think he's going to pitch that last game against the Red Sox, the finale. So. Last game, you get some. Uh, usually, get the full lineup too, which will be good to see from them. At least, yeah. So, all right, we'll do this again next week, and uh, and then we'll start up two a days, two a days, two a week. Man, I'm tired. Two a weeks when the season begins. So, thanks everybody. We appreciate you watching us and all that. Cool. We'll see you soon. That is seven fifty-five. Is real from the yard. We are out. Mm-hmm.